0: Welcome to Shades of Brown, y'all. This is your girl, Allie B. And I am really excited about today's episode because I have a special guest with me. It's actually an old college friend. Um, He and I recently connected and we've just been catching up and our conversations have been pretty interesting. And I was like, you know what? Listeners need to hear this. So um, welcome to Shades of Brown, Darius. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you doing? I'm
0: doing so good. I'm so happy to see you. Um, before we get into the topic though, let's play a little game, okay? Okay. Um, uh, remember the game. Yes, member. Member the game. Never <laughs> have I ever. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to pull a card, okay? Okay. And then read it, and then we'll share our experiences with whoever's on the card. So you go first.
1: Oh Lord, this never ended up. Yeah. Good.
0: And, and make sure you read it out loud.
1: All right. Never have I ever deleted text messages. So my significant other, other. <laughs> wouldn't see who i was talking to Mm. am i supposed to drink a cup of water or something (laughs) you ain't got no options i have you
0: have to respond you have to answer Um, you don't have any other options
1: in that case yes i have did that but it don't mean that the messages were inappropriate Mm -hmm. it just means that if you went looking for something you would have found something that was probably a goodwill
0: message mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. could have a goodwill a, message a goodwill yes. message with the ill intent mm. you know <laughs> I yeah. think we've all done that no judgment <laughs> I certainly have whatever <laughs> okay I'm gonna pull one. <laughs> um, never have I ever broken something in a store and walked away oh um, I have totally broken something in the store, mm-hmm. but I didn't walk away because I felt like, I mean, listen, I'm the only black girl in the store. Like, I can't, <laughs> Where were you I can't be that person. <laughs> like, uh, the girl over there.
1: Who were you shopping? Anthropology or something? <laughs> I was at, this,
0: this particular time, I was at um, Home Goods. And, oh. yeah, I was at Home Goods looking for some like gold accents for my home. And,. Mm-hmm. I just not one over. I mean, but they in your were defense. so cool about it, though.
1: Everything in home goods is always at the edge of the
0: shelf. Is it's never you, in Darius. the edge of the thank shelf. Thank you, Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, let's do one more. Okay, You go ahead. Okay.
1: Never have I ever accepted a date to get a free meal. I have, <laughs> I have, and I still will. <laughs> Single oh. or not?
0: <laughs> oh wait, wait. I next? will. <laughs> Listen, I you mean, gotta eat. You know you what I'm saying? Eat. You have to eat.
1: So, you've done it too.
0: <laughs> no, I have not done it for the sole purpose of getting a meal. Maybe however, you should try it. However, I have, I have said yes to a date thinking, I mean, at least, you know, at least I'll get a meal out of it. But
1: it's the same thing. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <laughs> same thing.
0: Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, I reckon I have.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: all right. Okay. I'm going to do mine and then we'll be done. Okay. Mm. Never have I ever spaced out while driving and missed my exit. Child, this happens on a weekly basis. (laughs) I mean, I cannot tell you how many times a week I, dang it.
1: Space
0: out. I got to, yeah, you know, you're on autopilot. That's why
1: I hate driving (laughs) because I always spaced out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm going to wreck
0: one day. Oh, let's not speak those things into existence. It so we, are going, we are going to be safe, and we are going to be alert. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, And the angels are going to protect us. You Always know? Like, we're not going to be getting any wrecks. Amen. Okay. So let's get into this topic. Darius is here um, to discuss his experience being a black Christian gay man in America. I have him here to discuss this particular topic because... As I said earlier, he is a friend of mine, which implies that I know him. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, we have had um, certain journeys together. Mm -hmm. Specifically, our college journeys were lived out together. So I know him as a Black Christian man. um, Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until a few years ago that I um, became aware that he's also gay. And in Christian communities, that is something that is a Mm no-no. It's just like, yeah, that's not... That's not what you do. Especially in the South. Especially in the South and especially in black churches. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And both Darius and I have extremely religious backgrounds, Mm -hmm. Pentecostal backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And that was like not only a sin, it was the number one sin.
1: Right. The only sin. Like
0: this is, (laughs) this is the, I mean. I
1: could do anything else. I can have 17 kids by 17 different women. And. Yeah.
0: But you better not be gay.
1: But you better not be gay.
0: So, yeah, that's why (laughs) Darius is here to talk about that. But I don't want this to be um, just controversial. Uh, There is a mission here. And that mission is really just encourage listeners to be more loving and compassionate and to humanize gay Christians and their experiences and also to just promote real relationships with people who may think differently, live differently or believe differently than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not here to say what's right, what's wrong, or really to even share uh, my opinions on theorists or anyone else's lifestyle. I just want to talk about this openly because I feel like so many of us have these conversations asking, like, how is this so? How are you gay and Christian? Mm-hmm. Right? We have these conversations, but we don't have them with gay Christians. We don't have them with gay people.
1: Out- outwardly gay people.
0: Outwardly <laughs> gay people.
1: Because we have them with gay people who ain't out.
0: That's a whole other conversation.
1: That won't be had. That will not be had today, man. Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> Anywho, so, okay, I think I've shared a little bit about how I know Darius. We met in college.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we met, we didn't go to the same college. Not I went same, to yes. UAH, which is University of Alabama in Huntsville.
1: And I went to Alabama A&M, which is a HBCU in Huntsville.
0: Don't y'all call it like the, call it the, what, the illustrious? Alabama? The
1: illustrious mm-hmm. Alabama agriculture Row and Mechanical University. <laughs> See, I don't forget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we went to the same church, though. We went mm-hmm. to the same church, and we went to not only the same church. It was a Pentecostal, hand Holy clapping, God. foot stomping,
1: running around, falling mm-hmm. out. Did anybody fall out? They got knocked out. They
0: got knocked out a lot. <laughs> Oh
1: my! <laughs>
0: yeah, we're church. straight up Kojic babies. Let's just straight let's up. just let's just make it plain We're Kojic, Kojic babies. Raised, Kojic? Listen.
1: Okay, so we're both born and raised. You can't, you can't join, join
0: in. No. You got to be born in.
1: Got to be. Got in to
0: the be. grand old church of God in Christ. Yep. So anyone who's listening and has any idea of what the Kojic church is, you already know. You know. You already know. It. Oh, no. In their, in their eyes. In their I'm eyes. Serious?
1: Not in mine, but in their eyes. So you know what and, I dealt with.
0: And on top of that, not only are you, were you raised Kojic, but you were born in Memphis. Like the headquarters. The Kojic. Like the headquarters.
1: Right. Uh-huh.
0: Memphis, Tennessee. Darius, mm-hmm. mm, what happened? A
1: mother on every corner.
0: What had happened?
1: <laughs> what had happened was um, no, no. I left Memphis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so, okay. So we we met at church, um, and we were always hanging around each other. Um, mm-hmm. Our whole circle, we pretty much did life together. And y'all, we were, we were the college kids. <laughs> We were the college kids who we did not club, we did not drink and smoke. Didn't. We were straight no. up in church.
1: All the time. And I did not have a drink until a little bit after.
0: <laughs> I'm talking about like in our early twenties, just straight up. Church. You going to revival tonight? You going to yeah, conference tonight? That's what we like did. we just did church. And at the church we go like hang out at somebody's house or somebody's restaurant, yep. kick it. But we was like for real, for real. Save. I'm talking about save, save. You
1: save, save. Saved,
0: saved. <laughs> Everything
1: was about. That church.
0: Yes. So, and I, for one, never would have guessed or imagined that you were gay. And I think my gaydar is pretty strong. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd be peeping them. Mm-hmm. It's pretty strong. But there is, you got me.
1: Well, what had happened was, um, so when I got to Alabama, I mean, mm-hmm. and of course, I came like my second semester and everybody in the first semester already made friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't make friends and nobody wanted to hang out with me, but your sister-
0: hmm my sister
1: and she invited me to bible study and i was like Mm -hmm. god i did not come here to go to church i was trying to get away from church Mm -hmm. so um i went to bible study and at that time i actually had a girlfriend Mm. she was back in memphis i told your sister wow but catch this i thought your sister liked me really yes so i was like (laughs) oh she just roping me in to get me to come to church (laughs) and then she told me to break up with my girlfriend so i did
0: Listen now, she good for that now. She going not say, you ain't supposed to, to be with them.
1: Right, and I was <laughs> like, okay, so I broke up with her.
0: No, wait, this is this is hilarious.
1: My first semester, I broke up with a girl. Because
0: you thought she was trying to get with you.
1: Because I thought she was trying to get with me, and I was here for it. Hello- and I had a crush on her, and I was like, okay, <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> it's like, we can make this happen. <laughs> and
0: apparently, oh my gosh. apparently not. So, wait, does she know this story? Yeah, I told her. Oh, this is hilarious to me. Oh my god, I'm weak.
1: <laughs> yep. So I had a big crush on your sister wow. and things just didn't go out the way. Okay. All right.
0: So, well, okay, so at that point you are, you know, you are in a relationship or you know, just breaking up with the girl. Mm-hmm. At this point, have you accepted that you're gay, but just trying to like struggle through it and not like own it or where are you with that with your own sexuality? Did you know when yeah. did you know?
1: Well, I can say that, um, as we know, I'm not speaking for everybody who's probably listening to this podcast. Right, but right. I think that it was more so of a timing and a knowing kind of thing for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like an immediate thing because mm-hmm. it didn't happen like that. It was more like, a, um, this is where I'm at in this phase. I think that men are attractive. Mm-hmm. I'm single, but I don't want to do anything with a man because I know how God is going to feel about me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well... I have this person here who is, I think is giving me the eye. Mm. And she's a girl. She's attractive. Mm -hmm. And I can still rise to the occasion. A woman don't turn me off. It's just not my first preference. Mm. So there's the biggest difference. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that's why I was like, okay, I'm cool to go inside this thing. You know, cool. I can just Mm -hmm. fight and pray these feelings away. And I've been trying to fight and pray these feelings away since I was... I I remember being 16 years old and like my first time ever looking at gay porn because I I wasn't sheltered mm-hmm. by any means. I wasn't sheltered, mm-hmm. but I finally got my hands on some porno mm-hmm. and in the porno, it was straight porn, of course, but one of the video clips was like gay porn. So I looked at it and I just remember watching it. I was like, this is a little bit interesting.
0: So do you think that was that was that your introduction then to that lifestyle or did you already have feelings for same sex before that moment, before that
1: moment? So I remember I'm just going way back and remembering. Let's
0: go way back. But
1: I remember growing up and like, um, the first time I ever did something with the guy, I was probably like maybe six or seven.
0: Whoa. Right.
1: So I was Whoa. playing flip. It was a game that me and my brother made up and I had one of my homeboys, mm-hmm. of course we're kids, yeah. one of my friends over. And I just remember like grinding on him up under my bed really? for some odd reason.
0: So this is, this is very interesting to me. But
1: I wasn't turned on. Mm-hmm. It was just like a thing. Just being a kid? Yeah.
0: Interesting. So a lot of folks a lot of folks believe there's a some type of connection between early child abuse mm-hmm. and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Maybe if the child was molested or let's
1: talk about that.
0: Okay, let's talk about it. What did is there is there a connection do you believe and is there a personal connection with maybe molestation or child abuse, sexual abuse?
1: No. So I have never been sexually abused. Really? I have never. Yeah, no. I never had any of those.
0: Darius, you are blowing my mind right now.
1: And I was raised by my father. And I like saying these things out loud because a lot of people find the stereotypical black man to be the person who was not raised by their father who was sexually abused. People who and do not get mad at me. People who like to play the victim card and say, Mm -hmm. I'm this way because that happened to me. Mm. No.
0: That is blowing my mind right now that you were had both of your parents in your home Broke a stable home. Stable home. Never experienced a well, they abuse.
1: divorced and my dad well, did marry two other women. Well. And he was a stripper.
0: Oh man. wait, 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 wait. <laughs>
1: but wait, it was a stable home. Wait. Darius. Wait. <laughs> oh. And that's I think a lot of my, a lot of it started. Well, hold,
0: on, hold on, Darius. You cannot say okay. my dad was a stripper and then keep yes, talking.
1: My dad was a stripper, a stripper man. Yeah. A stripper he made man. a lot of money too, but. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, Darius. He was a stripper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, not two parent home, but you had both of your parents in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and not a very strong presence from your father very no no abuse mm. yet you still find yourself at six or seven years old having these experiences
1: yeah because i can say one thing that probably may seem a little bit interesting or weird or it could probably like make you be like oh so that's how i started for those mm-hmm. people who are looking for that thing to mm-hmm. say that's how i started yeah i'm gonna give you this so my grandfather was he wasn't like a sex maniac but like i would walk in the house and he would be watching tina turner Mm-hmm. Like ooh them legs, or ew, I walk in the house, it'd probably be porn on TV. Mm-hmm. Like my family was very open, mm-hmm. and he would be watching it for a second. I'll just probably catch a glimpse of it. Or my uncle would bring in different women, and I wasn't only humping on boys. I was just everybody a to h- just, humping on just girls just too. on
0: everybody, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> mm, just,
1: whatever. Oh God. A girl- my uncle would date these females, and they would come over the house, and they would always have their daughters with them. Me and my brother would just lock them in a room and just. Not,
0: we well, wait now. We, not,
1: separate times, but we would lock them in a room. It was consensual, eh, man. It was we consensual. Didn't, didn't lock, it. And we were way. kids, but still, it's that whole thing going on as kids. So.
0: Right? Okay, you are you are blowing my
1: consensual. mind. Consensual, <laughs> uh, the yeah, Me Too let's... movement let's emphasize
0: consensual (laughs) humping okay consensual
1: humping as a kid as a kid (laughs) so watch your kids but watch your kids (laughs) because they may
0: be humping with locked doors (laughs) listen my mom did not play those games okay ain't no doors closed let alone locked Mm -hmm. listen open them up
1: (laughs) but we had that chance because my uncle was doing whatever he was doing right
0: right right okay watching this so, like, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is that though you did not accept being gay until later on in your adult life, you were having those feelings as a kid.
1: Well, as a kid, it was different. It was easier. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, like I mentioned, I was raised with my father. My father never pushed me, pressured me, or said, this is who you're going to be. He never did any of those things. Mm-hmm. Never pushed me into sports. He never said, this is what you got to do. He was never that father. He yeah. was a father who was just there. And open Mm -hmm. and emotional and willing. Mm -hmm. And he was a a great father. Mm
0: -hmm. Speaking of your father, it's kind of a twofold question. I believe every parent has a vision for their child. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to men, particularly in our community, Black fathers want something very specific for their sons. Mm -hmm. And most, the majority of Black fathers, they don't envision their son being gay. So Mm -hmm. now that you are living openly, How did your dad um, respond to that? And when did you decide to live openly as gay?
1: So to answer your question, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit because when I was younger, I didn't realize that I had to know. Mmm. That wasn't because my father was a good, good father. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. who he is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't realize that I had to know.
0: You're so churchy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) I didn't realize that I had to know who I wanted to be with or who I wanted. I never, my dad never required me to present these Mm, things or my life plans Uh to him. Uh He was always saying that. I know for my dad, for a fact, always told me this and always tells me this to this day. you owe me and your mom nothing. Mm. And that I want you to live your life and do what you want your life to do. Oh,
0: my gosh, Darius. And oh. that's
1: the biggest thing. Oh that's what lets me be who I oh, am.
0: Darius, that is a whole other conversation <laughs> that we do not have time for right now. But to hear your parents say, specifically black parents, you don't mm-hmm. owe me nothing.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: And I want you to live your life like for who you are, for what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. That is growing up in the South. That's just not something that it's was communicated. Of. It's un- let's let's keep it a hundred. It's because my
1: grandmother of. died. My dad was like, I was like, Dad, I already planned a trip to Miami. Mm. I love my grandmother, but she's gone. Wait, not there is. <laughs> Wait,
0: <laughs> not there. And
1: he said to me, he said, "Okay, son." <laughs> there is. You have a choice You
0: did not go to to South Beach and turn up
1: I did I I went there (laughs) There Because I bought that ticket already But my dad said that What is the use of you coming back home to mourn With the rest of your family To sit here and look at our faces When you can go and do that And then come Mm. back I was gonna be back by the time the funeral happened. He was like, "There's no need for you to rush back home."
0: I got. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. And I'm so sorry like, for that
1: assuming. Because
0: I thought you were gonna say you you went into I into up Miami. to Miami
1: and then go to the funeral. And then go to the funeral. I was at that funeral. I cried <laughs> okay. a little bit, but I cried.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's Okay, we can do both. You can go to right. South Beach. And then get your behind to and that funeral then and get pay my your respect. Okay, okay because y'all yeah, thought going through it, but yeah, that that is beautiful though, and, and I can see how that gave you the freedom to yeah. be authentically you
1: and make a decision. And when I finally decided to tell my parents, um, my dad asked me several times before when I was really growing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. Like when I turned twenty or something, he just mm-hmm. started asking me all of a sudden. Like he sent me to um, Kansas City, Missouri, to go see one of my f- his favorite cousin who's mm-hmm. a lesbian. Mm. To see if she can pick up,
0: mm. to see if, because
1: I, I wouldn't tell him anything. I was like, mm.
0: dad, but your, but your I don't, dad knew.
1: Right. But I was just like, I'm just in this, dad, why are you asking me? Like, I'm just, I no. Only thing I knew to say was no, mm. it wasn't to say, Oh, yeah, Because you like
0: girls. So it's like, of course not, because I like girls.
1: Exactly. I'm like, I'm even dating women, whatever. But hey, dad, I got this. No. So when I finally decided to tell my dad, I waited. Mm. And not that my dad wasn't a good, good father. (laughs) (laughs) And he had my back then, my entire childhood. But Mm -hmm. it's that when I finally decided to tell him, he asked me, he would, okay. So this is a loaded thing, because he asked me two things in one. Mm -hmm. He said, so what are you going to tell your wife? And I was like, "I's not married, Dad.
0: <laughs> what do
1: you mean? What am I gonna tell my? Wife? I'm like, am I? Do I? Do I have a wife that I don't mm-hmm. know about? Mm-hmm. Did you secretly get me hitched and I didn't know it? <laughs> so I was, and at that moment, I told him I was not in a relationship. Yeah. I was completely single.
0: Yeah, single, single,
1: single, single. But I told him I was like, I'm in love with a guy. Mm. but I'm not with this person. And he was like, mm. so what are you going to tell your wife? And I was like, and then his next question was, why didn't you tell me before? And so I had no good reply, but mm-hmm. I said, dad, I see it so often in this community, mm-hmm. in the black community period. And all of this is that when you tell your parents who you are, they leave you. Mm. And I said, I need to be established on my own before you say Hands heavy. off. That's heavy. And he was like, what? Wow. No. Now, do he accept everything that I do, or who I am and who I'm with? Yeah, he like the person I'm with. He's cool with him, but he like, yeah, I'll do you. Go ahead. I don't accept the sin, but I accept you. Mm. I love you. I don't love the sin, but I love you. And I don't go
0: ahead. I. Oh, this is this is good because you mentioned two things. You mentioned something about um your blackness. Um, because mm-hmm. I want to get into that part of it. You know, because you're not just gay. You're gay and black. You're gay and Christian, mm-hmm. and it's just. That's a triple whammy. Mm -hmm. And you also mentioned um, you just called it a sin. So Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. want to one, and I guess I can ask them separately, but one, as a black man in America and listeners can't see you, but you are chocolate. And I'm talking about beautiful chocolate. This (laughs) is just milk chocolatey. (laughs) Milk chocolatey goodness, okay?
1: You got me blushing on (laughs) all my
0: blackness. (laughs) Um. So, as a dark-skinned black man in America, mm-hmm. right, you mm-hmm. are—I'm sure—facing, and you live in the South. I'm sure you're facing your—you know—having your daily dose of microaggressions, you know, mm-hmm. and oh, just racism, whether it's covert or over whatever. And I live um, in
1: Birmingham, so yes, yeah, I have plenty of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> talk about your your challenge as a black man, how it differs from your challenges as a gay man, and also. The experience within the black community. Like Mm -hmm. um, for me, my heart sometimes just breaks thinking about our black gay men who get it from all sides. Mm. Like just you get backlash from racists and you also get backlash from homophobics within your own community. So like, have you experienced that or have you found that your own black community is a safe space?
1: So um, that's a question I probably can't answer to the fullest. Mm -hmm. Because um, me being a black man, I can answer that one. So i faced a lot of criticism about mm-hmm. what everybody else faces being black. Mm-hmm. However, I don't look through the eyes or the lenses of everybody's after me as a black man. Mm-hmm. And not that everybody does. Yes, But I don't feel like that when I walk inside of a restaurant that everybody stares and look at me because I'm the only black man in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And if you do, I'm like, what are you looking at? Mm-hmm. You got an issue?
0: Well, they're probably staring because you're fine.
1: And that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'd be like, listen, okay, y'all staring. you like, in
0: college, I was like, listen now, Darius now, because well, in college Darius was skinny mini. I'm mm, talking about mm. bone knee. You hear me? I was like, let, let Darius get some weight on him and listen now, we can get some things shaking.
1: And I never thought that much of myself. Really? Until until recently. Until after listen
0: college. Listen now. The,
1: the, the, uh, uh, I lie. I always thought that I was <laughs> the ish. <laughs> I always thought Well, it. you
0: always cared yourself like you like you knew.
1: Uh huh. And then, but I had somebody <laughs> I in college who would try it. to humble me.
0: Mm.
1: I'm no longer really friends with, but I, they would try to humble me, and I'm like, okay. Well, okay, but yeah. So,
0: so to this to this thin piece, you you just said earlier, you know that talking about you know your dad accepting you but not the sin. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that you still believe it is a sin. Talk about how when you decided to live openly as a gay man. How your relationship with God was affected? Like, was there inner turmoil? Like, how have you come to resolve that you are both Christian and gay?
1: So, to put this in lamest terms, growing up in the church, being taught the things I was taught, doing my own research.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like to put that in all caps, if you okay. can put that in all caps. If okay. y'all can think that in all caps. <laughs> think um, in all caps. Yes. Um, doing my own research, I have learned a plethora of mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um
0: do share.
1: I didn't choose to be gay.
0: Mm, you mess with folks' theology, man. I know. You messing with folks theology. I didn't choose to be
1: gay to come against what God has set forth in the universe or the world.
0: Yeah.
1: I didn't choose. I didn't choose to at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't say, hey, let me go. I want to be g- It's so much easier to be gay. <laughs> let me just be. I didn't I didn't do it. I mm-hmm. didn't do it like that. Mm-hmm. I chose to be gay because I didn't want to drag somebody else into my sin. Mm. Mm. So
0: Mm. so that is an extremely controversial statement you know the whole Mm -hmm. choice versus not you know not having a choice born being born gay or whatever and for me i um i actually to be quite honest and quite frank because of my extremely religious background i was very judgmental towards gay people Mm -hmm. i'm talking about so was i wow I'm very judgmental and please if you are listening and you have ever heard me say anything um that was offensive to you or about the LGBTQ community, I sincerely apologize. It wasn't until it wasn't until um I moved away from Alabama and um started my own adult life, you know, and mm-hmm. everything about my foundation was shaken and mm-hmm. I met a friend mm-hmm. who just amazing. He was so amazing. And he never he never admitted to me that he was gay. Actually, mm-hmm. you are the very first gay person that I know that has told me flat out I am gay.
1: Um, mm-hmm. The
0: others is just a matter of like, I mean, you know, gay jargon, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would have these conversations where he wouldn't say he was gay. Mm-hmm. He would say everything but. And this was a guy that I knew like this man was committed to God. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. living for jesus mm-hmm. we traveled together like we we did life together so i'm mm-hmm. I'm seeing him close up i'm seeing his character i'm seeing how he lives and you cannot tell me this man was not a faithful christian you just can't tell me mm-hmm. but what i was also observing was um this homosexual lifestyle or him struggling through it or whatever mm-hmm. and i remember one day i was going, going on a rant you know one of one of my mm-hmm. judgmental rants about mm-hmm. homosexuality and I said something about, you know, choice. And he kind of just stopped me so gently and was like, it's not a choice. He mm-hmm. was like, he was like, people are out here choosing to carry on another weight of oppression or carry on another, you know, right. whole other, mm-hmm. you know, set of issues. People are not just choosing to be ostracized and demonized. People aren't choosing, um, especially when it comes to the Christian, being a Christian and being black, like, why would you want that extra layer of just mm-hmm. problems it's mm-hmm. so much easier to just be straight in america um
1: so much easier
0: yeah. um and when he and said that's when why, he said
1: sorry to cut you off but that's why you have a lot of gay men in church who yes choose to be so much easier
0: yes yes mm-hmm. and 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 i have to apologize for the judgment that i spewed to those people because that's what i saw growing up i saw growing up Men in the church who were in relationship with pursuing marrying mm-hmm, women, mm-hmm. and it's like we all know you're gay mm-hmm. and and what I know now that I didn't know then was my bigger issue was the dishonesty mm-hmm, in it mm-hmm. versus their lifestyle because that's not that's none of my business, mm-hmm. but I would see that often, and I don't understand, regardless if it was dishonest or not if it was genuine or not, they were just trying to like live an easy life, they were just trying to like not mm-hmm. have this. Taboo thing, following them all the time.
1: Or well, to make it thicker, they was trying to live in the will of the Lord.
0: Yeah, yeah. In
1: God's will, yeah. and the will of the Lord is trying. that I shall marry, or I should have a woman and procreate and have kids.
0: <laughs> that was loaded because yeah, that's a whole other conversation too.
1: It happens often, and it happens way. Often. It, ha-
0: it happens way often, but I've just come to um, I've come to one try to understand people. You know what I mean? Like, understand yeah. where they are, where yeah. they are in their journey, um, what yeah. that looks like for them. Because I do know, we do know of stories of people who have mm-hmm. lived that lifestyle before and then come out of it and have led beautiful lives and, you know, married, the opposite sex, had kids, the whole thing. We do know those stories. Mm-hmm. Um, But we also know of stories of, you know, people who live this lifestyle and say, you know what, this is who I am. Um, I've mm-hmm. been to every deliverance conference. I've been to yeah. every um prayer meeting. I've been to yeah. every... I've. Bassett, Terry.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and then there's still this thing mm-hmm. in regards to who is born, how. But what, right. I, what I do know, you know, is that um, all of us, whether we want to admit it or not, um, have been born with things. Whether that is um, the weight of generational cycles, the the mm-hmm. heaviness of I don't, I don't know, like 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 fear, right? Like the spirit yeah. of fear. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose the spirit of fear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's been with me throughout life or anxiety or whatever these things that we deal with that we we've experienced like legit since we were able to talk Mm -hmm. those things we didn't choose Mm -hmm. um but again i just know we all have individual experiences and we all have to answer to god individually and that's that but it's just interesting to me that you do say that the will of god is Mm -hmm. to you know have opposite sex marry and procreate and have kids and do the whole thing
1: that only comes from the beginning of the Bible in genesis
0: yeah yeah Bible i i don't want I don't want to go down too much too big of a rabbit hole there. I want you to finish <laughs> what you were saying about you know your experience and how your relationship with God was altered or strengthened or what 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 that looked like for you your research
1: well, to sum it up um not to sum up in this conversation, but to put this in a nutshell, remember when I told you about my father, yeah, and how he responded to me, he was like, no, son I always I still love you mm-hmm. blah 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 all these other kind of Fatherly things I should say as a father. Mm. Um, it brought me back to the scripture and I can't tell you the right scripture or exactly where it's said, but in those books of love, the Bible, it shows you who God is. And he says that if your father is like this to you, imagine what I am to you. Mm. So I'm like, if my dad <sighs> is this understanding, forgiving, mm. kind, loving, accepting and this isn't for me listen, to continue living sin because
0: listen, Darius, you got gonna be running around, <laughs> man.
1: But this wasn't this wasn't for me to continue living to the thing that you call sin or that you see as sin because it's a seeable thing, it's a visible thing. Mm. Hello, it's it's to say that His grace is sufficient and it's there for me. Mm. And it stretches over me, but I don't, I just, I am just not comfortable with bringing a woman into a space with me to where I'm cheating on her. Yeah. I'm doing things that, cheating on her, and we know that this community is lavished in whatever, the, whatever it may be, disease mm-hmm. or whatever, and bringing it back to women. I I wouldn't, I didn't want to do that. Well, I mean. <laughs> now, I'm not a cheater, and I don't bring anything back to my partner. Mm-hmm. Because we don't do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Because you're in a committed relationship.
1: I'm in a committed relationship. And
0: because Charlemagne said, black men don't cheat. Black men <laughs> don't
1: cheat. I don't know Charlemagne. Maybe beige ones do. I don't know. <laughs> beige ones. Oh, God. He a beige one and I'm a dark one. <laughs> you got some explaining to do. <laughs> but okay. No.
0: Um, man, this is, this is so good, but we don't have all the time in the world. Um, I do have a few more questions though. Excellent. Let's, let's go back to, um, our upbringing in the church in the black church because of our, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, because
0: of our mm-hmm. Pentecostal background, we heard, you know, you go in the hell, you go in the hell, you go in the hell. Yes. Did those, how did those like hellfire and brimstone sermons affect you and your psyche? How do you resolve continuing going to a church that has historically demonized who you are?
1: I didn't. I, I, I kept going because I kept going because I had to I had to figure out a way to how to get out. I had to figure out a way to get out. A lot of my church experience then was trying to figure out how to get out. So like you mentioned, I went to every deliverance conference. Mm. I went to every everything I could think of because To get this
0: thing. To
1: get this this thing mm-hmm. that I just did not see eye to eye with all the mm. time out. And and it wasn't even like it was like, okay, I just don't know how to remove, how to push. What? I'm doing it. I'm doing what you say. I'm running around the church. I'm falling out. I'm crying. I'm getting back up. Oh, I boy. fell out again. Listen. And then you tripped me on the way out the door. So I'm... <laughs> I should be right there in the will you of God, be. right? You
0: should be. I should. You should be. And I thought
1: I was. And, and I am. That's the biggest difference Hello. is that I am. I understand that the biggest misconception to me about Christianity is that God don't love you anymore.
0: Mm.
1: And I think that's what keeps a lot of people away from the church. Mm. And I'm here to say, since I got the mic right now, is Uh that God uh still loves you.
0: Minister to the people.
1: You don't have to worry about what you're going through, how you're feeling. God still loves you and you have to continue to live. That's my biggest message to this community Mm -hmm. who's, Trifled with so many God responsibilities mm-hmm. that God still lo- He did mm-hmm. not forget about you.
0: We we can't run far enough, and you we, we will forever run into His love.
1: Right, exactly. Like
0: it's just, uh it's just everywhere and all consuming,
1: and all is, consuming, and it covers us.
0: So here's the million dollar question: mm-hmm. Are you going to heaven or hell when you close your eyes? Mm-hmm. What have you resolved within yourself about your soul's salvation?
1: I resolve that I'm going to heaven. I have no doubt because I'm not condemned, and I feel like the, a lot of our mm-hmm. community condemns themselves every time mm-hmm. every time something happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. there's no quickening of conviction. there's always a condemning to say, "I'm going to hell. yeah, you sh- you shouldn't think those thoughts. Don't think that this thing is a damnable thing. but
0: I really appreciate you coming and um, sharing your experience. Um, again, Darius is not talking on behalf of the entire gay community, nor the entire black. Christian gay man community. He's just sharing his experience. Mm -hmm. And again, what we want to do is just encourage people to explore deeper relationships so that you can like see up close who Mm -hmm. these people are Mm -hmm. and find that we have more in common than not Mm -hmm. and um, that we can learn from each other and live life together in a way that brings God glory because we are loving each other. Mm -hmm deeply. Mm-hmm. And knowing that we can all support each other without agreeing. There is a way to love on and support and uplift regardless of if you agree with their lifestyle, their belief system, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, thank you Darius. I want to close out with um brownie points. So brownie points oh. is our segment where I want you to think of something that were of uh, this week where you say, you know what? I deserve brownie points for this. I want to give myself kudos. Maybe it's a good deed, maybe it's mm-hmm. um something did for yourself. Find something that you are proud of and give yourself brownie points.
1: I like that. Brownie points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so befitting.
0: Okay, so I'll go first. So, my brownie points for myself is this week I finished my to do list. Like, it was lengthy, mm.
1: but I checked
0: it all off. Like, and that's major for me because usually I went when I end the week, something's been left hanging. Like, it's a few items I gotta you know, carry on to the next week. Mm-hmm. But this week, I checked all them jokers off. And now I get to enjoy the, well, this won't come out for a while, but um, currently it's December 2019. Mm-hmm. Now I get to enjoy the holiday break without, you know, stresses of all those things that I don't have to do because I, I did them. So I'm giving myself brownie points for checking off my to-do list for the week. I don't do
1: think that's fair because I feel like you get everything accomplished all the time because you no. have, you have a list. No. I don't even have a list.
0: No, no. <laughs> Though I may be a little bit type A and, uh-huh. I, and I have all kinds of lists and stuff, that doesn't mean that they are accomplished you know what I'm saying like
1: I can't see you ever being distracted
0: the what the spirit of <laughs> procrastination is heavy on you no oh you're not discerning you're not in spirit
1: I'm not but but I thank you, I <laughs> you, what say, what you I'm not
0: <laughs> tap in and tap I in, oh, man of God. Tap in. This, I
1: need to but I'm no, missing no. that one
0: although I have a list that doesn't mean I always get them but yeah I'm very proud of myself this week for like getting a lot of things accomplished so yeah that that's it's it's simple But I'm very Mm -hmm. proud because, yeah, it's an accomplishment. So what what are you giving yourself brownie points for this week?
1: I'm going to give myself brownie points for um, getting through this Atlanta traffic over the weekend Mm. and this holiday season. Hello. And getting gifts before.
0: Before Christmas.
1: Before Christmas. I have never done that before. And I have a tree. Never have and I decorated it.
0: A tree and you decorated?
1: And he came in and decorated the rest. But guess what? I just (laughs) I I I didn't know. I didn't think it was gonna get done. Give me
0: all the brownie points.
1: I give it to me. (laughs) I I deserve (laughs) it.
0: (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. Please go and follow shades of brown podcast on yes, instagram yes. and darius share your socials for the people if you want them to follow you if not keep the yes,
1: sure it's marvell M A R V A L E.
0: awesome well thank you so much for your transparency for your love. openness yes um you're just amazing and i love you so much yes. all right y'all tune in for the next episode talk to y'all later bye